So up next on the You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet podcast, we have a very talented lady. She is a singer and can play multiple instruments, has played in venues all across Northern Ireland, has recently released two fantastic tunes, Shiver and The Grey, and has also been doing a collaborative project with family and friends uh, with singing songs that they both love and enjoy. It is the fantastic Amy Thompson. Amy, how are you? I'm all good. How are you? Good, good. Shiver, good shiver. Shiver. The weather's getting better. It is, yeah. it is. For right reasons. Yes, looking we- a bit better and all, yeah. Fingers crossed that we'll be able to get back out and about soon enough uh, to, you know, enjoy beer gardens and barbecues and, you know, all the normal things we love to be at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But we'll have to see. I'm not getting my hopes up yet. Yeah. No, no. Maybe definitely a bit of a not. pessimist that way, but I don't know. <laughs> no, we're, we're definitely in the same camp as you with that one, Amy, you know. But I suppose we're going to just start off with um, asking you who you are, where are you from and what do you do with yourself? Okay. So as you said, I'm Amy Thompson. <laughs> And um, I'm originally from Antrim, but I'm living in Belfast at the minute. I go to uni in Derry McGee College. So I'm kind of a wee bit everywhere, really, wherever I'm needed at the minute. But uh, mostly I'm based in Belfast and I'm a singer songwriter. i writing songs for the past. Well, I mean, I've been writing songs for quite a long time, but actually releasing them publicly, I've kind of got into that just the last two years really I'd say also play a good few instruments play violin piano guitar I don't know I don't really like saying I play guitar because I literally just play like the normal chords of G D E minor <laughs> C <laughs> but um you know if it's needed I, I I'm a guitarist about it I think fair play fair play and before we sort of get into like you know sort of how you're getting on currently at the moment with COVID and sort of managing your your own personal music scene and all so your your university degree what were your like early influences growing up sort of were your family musical or you know at a young age you just love performing or or what was the crack there yeah so from a young age I've always been singing from the age of like three I got a karaoke machine when I was that age you know the classic you know story of a wee kid getting a karaoke machine and then the family finding out she can actually sing um so that's like I've always been singing my mom um used to do a lot of singing as well a lot of gigging she was in a few bands and um she actually went to Canada for a few years like to try and make it big she's really kind of done a little bit of a tour back in back in the day um so that would be a big influence by my mom. She comes from that sort of um, background. My dad as well. He um, does a lot of singing and playing guitar. That's kind of where I got the learning the guitar from. Um, so, yeah, they would definitely be two big influences. And then once I got into primary school, you know, they go through all the um, the tests to get you an instrument. Yeah. So uh, I always say I wanted to play trumpet because my mom's brother, so my uncle, um has always played trumpet and I was always like that's so cool like every time I went to his house he had a trumpet sitting in the corner I always pick it up and play it so I thought I was I I thought I was like ahead of everyone else because I like knew how to make a sound on a trumpet um so then when we did the tests in school for to get an instrument I was like I'm getting the trumpet I'm getting the trumpet because there was only one in the school and um they gave me a violin and I I never asked for a trumpet I was like oh my gosh and my uncle was raging he's kind of got that whole like you know the brass hit the strings so when he found out his niece was a violin player he's like oh my gosh um so I really wasn't expecting getting the violin but I'm so happy I did now because that really got my like as I said I was always singing and stuff it wasn't really um that was just kind of part of the way I grew up with singing but the violin really brought a different 
angle to me to my love of music um I think it was kind of because I was able to study it a bit more in depth like I could actually start to read notes on a page mm. and it kind of helped me really understand the theory behind what I'm doing when I'm singing and stuff so um yeah once I started learning violin I think that's when my love for music really flourished like I say um then after the violin I kind of started learning guitar with my dad as well he taught me the few chords that I know <laughs> and um yeah from there just all kind of merged into one so I spent my singing together and then my guitar guitar playing skills and the violin and kind of went from there I was like I think I might want to do this in the future even though I wasn't that old but I definitely knew it was something that I really wanted to get into like when I got older so, so I would definitely give it to my to my mom and dad definitely I, I the way I've grown up and my uncle and auntie I'm coming from a very musical background so what you're saying is you have way more talent than both me and Sean in fact you have the talent of about <laughs> or 12 people let me here come on I don't know. I maybe say jack of all trades and master of none. I don't know. Maybe that's what we're going with here. Well, fair play, fair play. Very good. And in, thanks. In terms of your, as you say, you're sort of surrounded from music from a young age. Was there any sort of standout moments, like the opportunities to perform when you were younger, that really sort of solidified that for you? When I was younger. See, my dad is a minister. He wasn't. He was training to become a minister of a church. And um, when I was younger. So again, he was always playing guitar. He was kind of part of all like, you know, the worship bands and stuff. And so I would always go and watch him sing. And then I would always go and watch my mom sing in the pubs and stuff. So I got kind of two completely (laughs) different atmospheres. Um, But I think that's good. That's kind of shaped me into the musician I am today. And um, after that, I, yeah, I really started singing in church quite a lot once my dad became a minister so before I wasn't and then he became a minister when I was about 12 I think or so and then he was like getting me and singing every Sunday like you're singing every service I don't want to but um I'm really happy he did that now because that really got my confidence up like it's so hard singing in church because you know there's not the atmosphere there is in the bar where you know if you're a bit nervous you don't really need to care too much because you're kind of background music anyway whereas in the church you get up, everyone's staring at you and they're, they don't really clap. And you just finish singing, you just sit back down again. You're like, okay, I don't know if that was good or not. But I think the singing in church was probably my first ever, you know, gig or live performance, probably very well saying and gig um, in front of an audience. I think that really got me into performing in front of people. Mm-hmm. I was going to say when you were saying about, you know, your mom doing pubs and then your dad, you know, doing his early days and sort of like, um, you know, like sort of faith groups, or whatever. Were you the wee kid running about church that was making loads of noise when everybody was trying to like be I serious? I definitely was. <laughs> I was the annoying wee kid, 100%. I was like the one when they were trying to do like the practicing and stuff. I was like, let me out, give me the microphone, I'll sing, I'll sing. And then when he actually did want me to sing, I was like, no, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Perfect. And then what about, like, what about music you listen to? Obviously, you influence from your parents and your uncle and all, but what sort of artists do you think influenced your sound now that you're putting out your own stuff? Is there anybody you can see that helped shape your sound? Yeah, so this has always been kind of a hard one for me to answer because I feel like the older I'm getting, my taste in music is really, really changing. Not really changing, like I still love the like generic pop song, like who doesn't? But um, <laughs> when I was younger, everyone always asked me for this, but I was obsessed with JLS, you know, the band yeah. JLS. <laughs> I was their number one Everybody fan. Like, when I, <laughs> yeah, indeed, again. Oh, I was obsessed. And when I say obsessed, like, I was 
one of the fans camping outside the the hotels waiting at the airports oh seriously so they oh yeah i was uh, it's is, so embarrassing now like but <laughs> is there a name for do you know the way like you know actors and famous singers and all have their like um, you know, like I'm trying to think, you know, like Benedict Cumberbatch, the the mm-hmm. that has the Cumber bitches. Did, did did JLS have a name for their fans? Yeah, JLSers. JLSers. Yeah, so creative. <laughs> I know. Um, so when I first started kind of writing songs, they would have been not so much influenced my songwriting because their songs were pretty much you know like standard boy band tunes, but yeah. their voice, Aston, who was the main singer, I. Not only until recently, I kind of realized I was modeling my sort of voice off the way he approaches notes. So he would go very like nasally when he's doing high notes. And I've kind of got out of that, but I'm realizing watching videos back of me at that time and I was obsessed with them. I did sing a lot like him. I didn't realize he was doing it. It must have been because that's all I ever listened to. So um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like he's, no. he's an amazing singer. I still, I'm still happy that I kind of model myself after him uh after his voice but um in the early sort of years when I started writing music and singing a bit more seriously I probably did model myself after them whether or not I realized I was doing it or not more recently like then I kind of went through an Ed Sheeran phase and that's how I kind of got more into playing my guitar and along with singing as well and then more recently obviously Billie Eilish I feel like it's kind of a stereotypical one but I I did like Billie Eilish for quite a long time even before she kind of made it bigger yeah 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 because I feel it was only maybe the last two three years maybe she's like really maybe I do remember listening to her song Ocean Eyes and I kind of got into her stuff there um yeah I I love her voice I think my voice is very like hers and it's kind of the first time I'd heard someone who kind of has a softer voice you know um a lot of the singers I'm a big fan of Ariana Grande as well but um I wouldn't say my voice like hers like they're big filters and um yeah definitely and my voice isn't really like that I never was um especially from singing in church and stuff you know kind of the sweet little <laughs> minister's daughter voice and Billie Eilish filled that I was like that's like the first time I've heard somebody actually kind of sounds like me yeah. no I'm not saying like I, I'm anywhere near as good as Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish. that's the way it is I'm like guys Billie Eilish move aside me something no um but it's just the fact that it was a soft voice I was like oh, okay the so I got very into Billie Eilish and I kind of started modeling a few of my songs around her. I really love how she kind of mixes genres. She kind of, you know, her song, um, Lovely with Khalid, you know, the one, um, isn't it lovely all alone? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the violins. And that, I've always said ever since I started playing violin, I would love to write a song where I kind of bring all the instruments I play into one. So I'd like get piano in it, violin, get a wee bit of classical going in there and then a bit of guitar as well and when I heard that song she brought out I was like oh that is exactly what I would love to do like she just really nailed it with that one um so yeah Billie Eilish and then I always listened I listened to a lot of Lana Del Rey for a while as well that was more her songwriting abilities I really like the imagery she creates and stuff in her songs and she yeah yeah definitely and she plays with a lot of the lower register of her voice, which again, I wasn't really hearing a lot of. I was hearing a lot of, you know, built in, see how high you can go, how loud you can go. Whereas mm-hmm. Billie Eilish and Lana Dare kind of play more with the more subtle parts of their voice, maybe the lower register. And, and as a girl with a bit of a lower voice, I'm not really low, but um, I would say more to the lower end than the higher end. It was it was good to hear that in Lana Dare's music. So um, 
kind of mix of all of them. I did get a little more girly, shall I say, as I got older. You know, I was kind of obsessed with the boys and like boy bands when I was younger. And then I actually started listening to the, their voices and getting influenced by actual people who sound like me. But despite all this change and all over the years, you're still going to be camping outside for the JLS reunion tour when it does happen. Oh, yeah. I got my tickets and all, of course. <laughs> did you get tickets? <laughs> I did indeed. I actually um, got, I got the, f- <laughs> I asked loads of people to come with me and they were like, yeah, but I wanted to get a meet and greet, right? Because I was, I have to do this for myself, for my 12 year old self. Like I have to know that I can actually like afford it. Yeah. I'm not like asking my mom and dad for money yeah. um, to go meet them. I was like, I need to go do it. And then no one would come with me. I asked my boyfriend, but I kind of get it. Like I can't expect them to pay a whole lot of money to go meet JLS. It's made it kind of weird. So I actually got a ticket by for myself I didn't realize that the meet and greet ticket came with the seats so I got front seat and I'm going to see, I'm going to see JLS by myself front row and I'm going to meet them by myself so Fair play to you. Legend. Legend. I don't know oh. I, yeah <laughs> is that in the odyssey or yeah but it was it was supposed to be last year but um they've had to postpone it I think it's November now I'm not even sure I'm actually kind of dreading it no I kind of booked it without thinking and I'm I realized I'm actually going by myself. That's really depressing, but sure. Be, no, I I like yeah. commend that. I'm like, yes, happy days. If you want to go to a gig by your own, a the cinema on your own, a comic night on, or a comic uh, com- comedy night on your own, go for it. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. or meet you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, just get a few shots in before it will be less awkward. I think. <laughs> is what was his name? Was it Aston or something else? The, the Aston, yeah. Is he is he the one you're most excited then to meet, or is it? The whole package not anymore really like i really don't really listen to them that much anymore but i just like when i saw, heard they were coming i was like i have to do it just you know for the meme really <laughs> but Brilliant. it'll still be good to meet them like but i'm not as fast as i was obviously i've grown yeah. up with it from then <laughs> well suppose now that we're chatting about like live gigs and such things can you tell us maybe like your first maybe live gig other than you know like other than the church stuff that maybe you played to a different audience whether it be in a bar yeah. or a nightclub or, or whenever and are you missing singing live yeah well first of all 100% I'm missing singing live because I think for a while I wasn't really doing any gigs it was really only I was gonna say the last year but last year had been a lockdown the year before we went in lockdown basically was when I was really yeah 2019 I, I don't know the whole everyone's merged into one for me now I don't know <laughs> what day it is or anything like you're lucky I came on the right day today. <laughs> but um yeah no it was kind of the we went into lockdown in March wasn't it wasn't the it? first lockdown I think I was I was really getting into gigs kind of from June I think like the year so I was kind of doing them for a year I like I said I was kind of doing bits here and there but I wasn't really doing it regularly and then I got into a little local bar in Antrim called Madden's um, where I was kind of doing every Saturday night and it was really good experience just having that like regular regularity is that a word regularity yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um going every Saturday night and setting up the PA myself and you know just getting a set together I played for two and a half hours so it was long enough like mm-hmm. and um with a wee break in between and that was probably the first regular gig I had um and then I kind of got into singing at Wednesday a little bit as well I did a few I was getting a few more until lockdown came and then that yeah. blew them all out of the way so it was kind of get the best of both worlds again like I say um with the pubs 
you kind of got that atmosphere, you know, a bit more cheer. Everyone's got a drink in them and all. And I was singing at weddings, you're a bit more, you know, strict. You have to come in at the right time when, as she's walking down the aisle and make sure you play when the, they're signing the register and stuff. Um, but I was really getting into it. You know, the first few, I was very nervous before. I would struggle a lot with stage fright, especially like when I was younger and I wasn't used to it, you know, in church and stuff. And my first gig in, in the bar, Madden's, was, oh, I was so nervous for like, and um, you know the wee rescue remedies you can get that like calm your nerves. Yes, I was yes. like spraying that on my tongue, like there's no charge, like chicken thing on, take a shot of it, yeah. Um, because I always did that for my grades and stuff. You think I'd be used to it because I have the grades and the violin and the piano and all, but hmm. thing is a bit different. I feel like you can hear it in the voice a little bit more when you're when you're nervous. Um, but I was really getting used to just doing gigs without any nerves at all. It was really good to get into the rhythm of that. And then um, I did have a few gigs booked. I even had a few in London that I was going to go over and do until this all happened. And then that was it really. But um, I had one, like I, the one in the bar was all, you know, like cover songs, just kind of background music. Yeah. And then I did do one in Dublin, which I was supposed to do way, way before. And then it was cancelled. And then they came back to say it was, this was kind of like in between lockdowns. So yeah. it was in like August, I think we were in lockdown in august i think it was around then the end of summer uh-huh. and they came back and said that um could do a gig so that was my first gig where i ever sang my own songs which was really scary where in Dublin, that, are you playing the wild duck oh the wild duck wild duck yes and all yes 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 heard of it yeah I have yeah so it's really nice Dublin, venue. Yeah. Oh, okay so you definitely know that yeah. yeah it was really really nice like probably one like place i ever played in like um <laughs> yeah and i was singing my own songs it was just a half an hour set but they were all my own songs it was you know you had to get tickets to go so it was nice that people had actually come it wasn't just me there's another two artists um they were from dublin so most of the people were actually there seeing them but because i come with oh, Belfast, and no one actually knew me but um it was really nice um to do that and people actually just sit down and listen it was pretty scary because that like i said i hadn't been doing it for a few months because we we're in lockdown it was kind of my first gig back and it was with songs that no one had heard before so it was pretty scary but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, definitely probably my favorite gig so far. Not that I've done many now because of all of this, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. And then I've done a few kind of online gigs. I did like a Battle of the Bands gig in, I think it was December, I think. It was at the Oh Yeah, yeah. Music Centre. They were doing it for um, the Queen's Fair. No, it wasn't December. It was September because it was for the Freshers. Um, it was for their Freshers thing. So um we went to the OES Centre. It was kind of like a gig, so no one was there apart from, like, the tech guys. Yes. And I just went and set up and did a set as if there was an audience, but we had all the lights on and everything set up. And that was pretty fun as well because it was less nerve-wracking because there was no one there, but yeah, yeah. you could still get the, you know, atmosphere of it. So, yeah, that, that was really all I was doing. I did have quite a lot planned, and then all of it went away. I did have a good few wee spots kind of around Northern Ireland because I wanted to get a few kind of a wee tour going yeah. you know get get my music out there before I release my first single but um I definitely miss it like because I feel like as I said I got very nervous and then I got into the way of not being nervous because I'm so used to it and I feel like now when I'm going back I'm gonna be right back to the start like so nervous again but hopefully it'll, not we'll see it'll be no bother tell you I no, we, we have yeah we have all the faith in the world you'll be 100 cheers <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> but you were you were chatting about you know your own music am I correct in saying that the first single the first track you released the grey Yes. So would you like to just maybe tell us sort of where, where did this from? Where did this come from? Yeah. So um, 
in our in uni uh, we have a module that is called audio production and that's kind of to do with you know like logic pro like the where you produce music and stuff okay. and you know like the little midi keyboards that plug into the yes. um, laptop I was like this is so cool I got one of them myself for myself like years ago I never used it I had a clue so huh. when I actually took the module in uni and they taught us how to use it properly I was like this class is actually quite easy because I'm always looking for new ways to kind of make my music for years because I didn't have a lot of experience playing the guitar I could only play a few chords I had these songs written and like an idea of what I wanted to sound like but I didn't know how to bring that to life because I literally just knew a few chords on the guitar mm-hmm. so when I find out um, through this module you know how to actually like get the songs that I want from my mind into the computer I was like this is class so um I had writ- wrote the greatest on the guitar a few chords and then I was like I'm gonna try and like just do this all on the Logic Pro like kind of produce it myself um so just it's all done on the computer so you can hear like keys in it and then you can hear a drum beat and bass and all that jazz like everything that goes in the song basically and um, that's all just from like little plugins from logic pro so none of it's like recorded live if that makes sense so that it's not a real keyboard it's one that's plugged in i've just played it on the the little mini keyboard and um, but it was really cool to do that myself because i didn't have a clue what i was doing for most of it mm-hmm. and my second song shiver um took like half the time because the gray was my first one i ever did and i i was doing the most awkward things like possible I didn't know how to work logic pro really so like there was a bit where I want it looped and instead of just putting a lip on it I would have like went and cut and pasted the whole way it took me ages to do it just really playing about with uh, this new um app that I had found and it actually turned out all right in the end that's how the gray came about um I had wrote it a good few years now maybe like two years or so and when I was writing that, I was like, this is definitely going to be the first song I let, like, I release. Uh, even then, I wasn't really planning a lot, a lot of people hear me um, hear me sing, really. Uh, I was just kind of writing them for my own pleasure, really. Like, I wasn't thinking anyone was going to hear them. But um, when I went to uni, our lecturer, Lindley Hamilton, he's, like, very encouraging. He's always, like, encouraging us to get our music out there. You know, he's, he's really, like, good at giving you confidence he's like oh you're you're really the best singer I've ever heard we just keep going we're like you say that to everyone we hear you say that to the other singers but um he was he was like you need to get your music out there like it's all good singing covers but then if you want to be an artist you need to get your own music out there so when I wrote the gray I knew that was the song that I wanted people to hear first I had loads of other ones written but um I knew that was the one that I wanted people to hear and it would probably people would be able to relate to the most in terms of uh, like the writing and the reason behind the grey, I have a note here saying, is the song about a previous partner? Not about a previous partner. It's about my boyfriend, Noi. Okay. So I've been with him um, for three, three years. It's going to kill me. If I don't even know. <laughs> three years. I, I'm trying to think. I know it's three years. I'm trying to remember it's like three and a half. You probably won't know. Oh, I probably know one half. Keep it vague. Yeah. <laughs> so three years. So um I wrote it kind of, I think it was like two years ago, so year into the relationship. And up to then, I had really, like I say, I was a bit of a little nerd, like being obsessed with JLS and stuff. So I didn't really have like any proper, you know, relationships before him. Um, you know, like on and off, but no, oh. like anyone I would call a boyfriend. Yeah, like a serious. And um, yeah, yeah. And um, it was kind of just a point in my life where I was maybe feeling down about myself, like a lot of girls I know will go through that, you know, they're 
thinking oh why did, you know you would always have like the pretty friends and you'd be like oh what all the boys would go for her and you'd be like oh why no fancy me you know it's so funny saying that now but you know at the time like looking back that was was the way like I felt and um it was kind of like oh you know what, why am I not good enough and then obviously when I met my boyfriend like he showed me I was good enough and all without sounding cheesy he's like gonna kill me for saying this he's like she says <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of what's why, like in the song, I say I'm a bit of a pessimist, but we all have our faults. Um, what else it says is I tend to play a situation over in my head, and that was kind of just how I was like always thinking, why wasn't I good enough and stuff. And then the gray, I'm like, life is never black and white. I always kind of thought, you know, one thing's everything's kind of one thing or another. You either hate me or love me. That's kind of the way I used to think, and you know, that's why I say life is never black and white because then and then I say you're the gray so he's kind of the one who showed me that it's not always you know one thing or the other you can have a lead mixture of everything really so that's kind of where it came about I never really like have said it because he's he gets so embarrassed so easily so I don't really tell people it was about him <laughs> up until this point I think everyone kind of knew because I wrote it around when I met him but um like people who are close to me but I've never Trying not to say it too much because he's like, Oh, why are you telling everyone that? But yeah, you mean you meet up for not having the exact date anyway. Yeah, yeah, I wrote a song, I know. <laughs> yeah, and then your other track you've released, um, Shiver, that's out in the world as well. Uh, what's that mm-hmm. about? Is it about the effects of a relationship as well, or is it about something else? That's that one's a little bit less specific, you know, than the gray. That was kind of more about just like the initial spark you feel when you first meet a person that you like really uh, just getting that shiver I would kind of want to do want a song more based on like senses on, on my um the notes in my phone I have a lot of like things to help me write songs I always had written down like a song about senses you know the touch and see and um feel and all that so then it was actually one day I was listening to do you know the song fetish by Selena Gomez I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I could tell you a line. It's kind of. <laughs> I think I feel like you probably would know it if you heard it because it's one of the songs you know that like a lot of my I would say to people like I kind of modeled it off that one. They're like, oh, I don't know that, and then they hear it and they're like, oh, I do know that. Okay. Um, it's kind of that inspired it, like the sort of beat that's um that she uses. Cause there's kind of a drop in it, and I was like, I like that sort of thing. So I might use that in one of my songs, but I didn't know what song I was gonna use it in. I'm just humming it, humming. Um, a tune one day I was like walking along in my house or something I was like that's pretty good and I sang it into the voice notes on the phone and saved it and then I just got the lyrics and um, yeah from that I feel like the lyrics to Shiver are a lot less I thought about them a lot less and the grey I'm trying to be a little bit like poetic and a few like metaphors in it and stuff whereas Shiver was just a bit more about like the music in it and you know what I said at the start I was kind of thinking about doing a song that you know brought all the instruments I play so violin and piano so mm. I thought Shiver would be a good one and I came up with the little violin intro um it starts like it's nothing like it but um <laughs> I promise you um I had that in my head for ages but I hadn't actually put it with the song that I wrote um I hadn't put that with Shiver so I had Shiver written and then I had that little intro in my mind but I was like I'll use that intro for another song but then one day I had put all the things together on the computer like I did with the grave for shiver and I was like it's missing something and then I put that little intro into like the strings um string pads on the computer 
and it sounded so good. It sounded like a full orchestra. I didn't know what was going to sound like. I was like, it's probably going to sound like really tinny and like really obviously fake violins because I didn't know how to put my violin into the computer. So I just used one of the plug-in ones. Uh, I do know now, but it's a bit late for that. I think it's, it's ready out there. Um, and it actually sounded really good. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to put those two together and I kind of created all these things I wanted to do in a song. I kind of just put all into one and Shiver was created. So um, yeah, that's kind of how that came about. It's definitely a little lot less um specific than the great it was kind of more less about the lyrics and more about the music and for shiver yeah, okay like the feeling the... yeah mm-hmm. um you've been busy beyond those two tracks as well um so in the last year you've started a sort of collaborative project where you've been singing to your friends and family yeah the first one was with your mum is that correct was that the first one yes it was with my mum yeah so what Your mom's a great singer, but sorry to oh, cut across you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Your mom's a fucking great singer. That's put a little unreal. I know. Yeah. See, I was so excited to let the world hear my mom and my dad sing because, like, people, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who know me from Andrew would know me as like their daughter. You know, they all know I can sing because they yeah. both know that I sing. But when I went to uni, you know, I've just known as like Amy. I really wanted to show people where this came from. Like my influences, like I said at the start, my mom and my dad. Um, so um, I was like, this would be really cool just to get my mom and my dad involved. Like, you know, what else am I doing in lockdown? Let's just oh, combine God. like everything together. Because like, I'm still practicing. I wanted to keep all my like vocal cords going on. I didn't want to not sing because I would just get out of the way of it. So I was like, I need to keep putting up covers but you can only put up so many covers of you sitting in your room singing without people getting bored of it so I need I need to bring something into this again boring like um yeah I was like who fared ass and my family and like they're in my bubble and all I don't have to go out of my way to do it (laughs) so um yeah the first one was my mom simply because I had asked a good few people like from my family but um just simply because my mom was the easiest schedule first really there was no there's no like reason for her to be first so I think it's a good way to kind of start off um her voice is very different from mine I well some people say they're kind of like but I in my mind is very different (laughs) hers is very loud like she's a really loud singer like you might not be able to tell from the video but you know when when you're in the room with her it is really loud but in a good way yeah (laughs) it's not like I'm like Oh, so bad it's going from it. no in a good way like she's unreal she's got that very belty voice which I do not have but um she has the lower register that I do have so I've kind of got a bit of both my dad has a bit more of a soft voice so I think I've kind of got a mix of the two there and um we did originally plan to sing oh what was it a song by Maroon 5 and Lady Antebellum um, called Out of Goodbyes because it was a song we would always like sing in the car together mm-hmm. I had some really nice harmonies and then I can't remember why we did it we did video it and then it just it just was not going well we kept forgetting the words or there was something we did like five takes and we were like right this isn't working so then I was like to my mom right what song you know did you sing when you were I like she's like loads of songs she can just sing because obviously she was gigging for years so she has all these like ones in her back pocket and she said um Oh, what do you call the song that we sang? I don't want a da, 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 da. Um, it's got to be yeah mm-hmm. I knew yeah and I was like yeah let's just do that for the crack and see and we just videoed it just in case it you know was good 
and that was the first take I think the one that I put up it was just a lot more fun I think because we hadn't rehearsed it it was actually better <laughs> that makes sense sometimes that right. the best song is always the one that you don't rehearse is typical right oh wait sorry two minutes I just gonna plug my phone charger in here go ahead we've literally only like another like two or three questions anyway yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah if you want to go and plug it in go right ahead just in case I don't want to come off on you no problem go um, your time yeah so that was how my mom's one came about um that was so much fun it was the first time I really sang with her properly actually like you know I would always mess about singing with her or, like put a wee karaoke tune on the tv and sing along with her thing in the car but it was the first time we'd actually set up the phone mm. and performed kind of and definitely the first time anyone's heard us both sing together a lot of our family have heard me sing a lot of our family have heard her sing and no one's ever really heard us sing both together so it was really nice to do I was really excited to share my mom's voice with like those people who don't know her as well like from uni and stuff so that was really exciting and then my dad's one um yeah I was I definitely thought we should bring the guitar into it because that's like a thing me and my dad share together and then the worship part as well because that again is the thing that me and my dad share together singing worship songs then we did it in his church his he just moved into that church actually when we did the video like literally a month in so he's the brand new minister I thought it was kind of like you know a good way to introduce the minister to the new church as well like the way you saw um so that was really nice to do with him as well again I'd probably I think I had sang with him before in public maybe in church before I'd done a few harmonies with him um but that was the first time we've ever done that and, you know and put it on Facebook like for everyone to see really but it was a great experience like I really enjoyed doing it and everyone keeps asking me like when are you going to do it again like everyone really enjoyed that little series yeah. Um, but I, I did have quite a lot of people in mind, you know, from uni and stuff. I did do a few with my uni mates. Uh-huh. I did with my uncle as well, the one who played um, trumpet. He was, he, I did um, I knew Sunshine and um, he played trumpet too. It was really, really nice because I, again, I'd never sang with him. I, of all these years, you think I would have actually sang one of them uh, as he played trumpet because I love the trumpet, but I actually never had. It's the sort of thing you don't realize you, you haven't done until you do it. And like, I don't know you haven't done this before um so it was really nice just to do that and realize what I was in this night on really and I definitely think I will do it again it's just the organization and the lockdowns and the bubbles (laughs) (laughs) we know we know we know um we are sort of heading on the home street anyway here I do have one more question just when you were saying about you know singing with your dad and then mentioning it as well about the start you know is your faith a big part of your life or is it a big thing to you or is it just is it is it are, are you removed from it if you if you know what I mean yeah, so for a lot of the time I was growing up, I always went to church. Like, I didn't really think I of it because my dad, well, he wasn't always um, trained to be a minister. He was a businessman before. It's really random. No one ever believes that because the businessman minister is, like, <laughs> pretty weird. Um, but I do kind of remember him as a businessman. And then he trained to be a minister. takes, like, a really long time. People don't realize it. it takes, like, seven years. It's, like, oh, a very heavy stuff, like. It's loads um, of theology so, and loads and loads of like preparation. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's you're like you do a degree or like two degrees in, in it as well. Yeah. And, and then when you become a minister, you have like to be a minister for three years before you become ordained, um, which means you can marry people and stuff. So there, it's like seven years plus three if you want to be like a prop. Everyone always kind of like took the piss and said, oh, he's not a proper minister until he's ordained because <laughs> he can't marry anyone. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I always kind of grew up in that atmosphere, you know, going to church. I didn't think anything of it until I'd say 
again I always say last two three years I feel like last two three years I really started to think for myself like I moved out um went to uni and I had a year out before I went to uni I got a glandular fever actually I was supposed to go to uni and I got really sick and I had to take a year out mm-hmm. um and in that year I kind of just discovered all that sort of stuff myself so that's when I you know really tried to start getting into the gig in and then um kind of discovered faith my faith that I kind of already had like you know I believe in God and all that but I didn't really think anything else of that and yeah. I feel like when I went to church because it was my dad speaking I didn't really listen which sounds really bad but I was just like I was oh, not much anyway you just I just kind of went as minister's daughter and that year I was like I'm really gonna just like just try to explore myself and see you know where it takes me and um it was a great year I really um felt a good connection I started to believe for myself and rather not for like being my dad the minister's daughter you know and mm-hmm. um, so it's definitely recently um become a huge part of my life I've just got more and more into it and um again I've been getting more into the worship songs as I said I did sing them a lot when I was younger but I didn't really like think about what I was singing you know and you go to church you just kind of sing the hymns and it's just kind of part of the routine um but really the last few months I've always just listened to worship music the last few months I've really been um thinking of you know getting into worship music maybe like actually leading a few songs in church and stuff and I've actually recently got into a new church Carmoney um Presbyterian I think it is mm-hmm. I can't remember it's Presbyterian but they're they're kind of non-denominational but um and I've done a few worship leading songs there and they literally just opened uh it was Easter Sunday their first uh, one back you know after everything's yeah, yeah. um been locked down I led one of the songs there and they've got a huge like my dad's church is pretty small we met his church like but um <laughs> they, they they're one of those big Carmoney is one of those massive churches that has like those people got they had to like get people to get tickets you didn't pay for them but you have to like book tickets yeah. but that was really good to do like I never really done it like that before like I, I did sing in church but I never led worship which I feel is like very different because you have to like really understand what you're singing um when you're leading worship and like lead others um you know in the worship and kind of show them what verse to sing and stuff and really take leadership uh, instead of me just as a wee kid going up and singing a song like oh holy night and sitting back down it's a lot different um so definitely like the last few months I've really been listening to a lot of worship music and I think it's definitely something I want to get into a lot more um whenever I can as long as I'm singing and uh, the fact that um it's kind of combining my faith as well is like a great advantage I think I can kind of put the two things I love together uh, one final question before we ask you, like a like a, we usually do, like a wee Spitfire thing at the end, because we know we've kept you a very long time. So the final question is, how's your head been um, during lockdown? Because you know everybody, it's affecting everybody in different ways, and at the same time affecting us in the same way because we're humans. We all love interaction. We love love being around people. Um, so how yeah. how's been your head uh, during the lockdown period? Uh, my head has actually not been as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I think now actually it's I'm kind of going a bit insane insane like everyone else like I think the first lockdown like everyone everyone was kind of actually excited for it, I think because it was something like the novelty of it you know we'd never really been in the house before and it was just a different time everyone was on TikTok making the like whipped coffee yeah. you know doing TikTok dances I think there was a lot of like new things and it was kind of exciting and then um we got out of lockdown everything's fine and 
everyone was good and then we went into this lockdown I think um I do think this lockdown has been the hardest on me again I haven't been too bad like my head's been pretty good because I kind of took up running in the last year and I've kind of got into this routine if I don't go for my morning run like I'll be like my head will be messed up the whole day like I need to go my morning run it kind of clears the head you know um but I do think without that I'd actually I don't know where I'd be especially a musician I was talking about this yesterday to another musician like because we're always writing music we're sitting in our room our dark room all day staring at the computer writing songs really in our field you know yeah and um really take a toll on the head as you can imagine um so it is important you know to get out and that's why I've been really like trying to get myself out for the wee afternoon walk go get a coffee you know that and then see a bit of the outside world but um my head hasn't been too bad really um I've been really focusing on my degree as I should be because <laughs> I'm in my final year now and things are starting to really uh, get a bit serious <laughs> and um, writing songs. It's actually been really beneficial with the whole songwriting thing. I've like learned a lot of things um, learned a lot more things to do um, on the computer, like the production things. Like I said earlier, like I learned how to, now I know how to put the violin <laughs> into the computer. It's actually really easy, but it's the sort of thing you wouldn't know how to do unless yeah. you're in a lockdown because it kind of forces you to learn things that you've been putting off for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I had so many things I've kind of been putting off, I think I've been very busy and it's kept me, you know, happy and occupied. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually pretty happy that it's kind of worked out that way, really. I don't know where I'd be now without the running and the music, to be honest. It's funny you say about the running because I think some of the people, there's going to be, at the end of all this, there's going to be like an army of marathon level sprinters coming out <laughs> of like the music scene in Northern Ireland because people we've chatted in, people that I know, like talk about even working from home and you look at one screen all day and then the person yeah. in a few bands. So then they go on to another screen to like write music and make music. And it's just, yeah, as you say, like in your fields, it would take a toll. But very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, we're going to wrap up, I think, yeah. 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 We we, ha- we have a few, like, just a bit of crack at the end, a few uh, quick-fire questions, just throw yeah. out the first thing you can think of um, and we'll ply on. Uh, there's four or five of them. Um, okay. To give you an idea of what they're like. Mm. Uh, the first one is going to be, um, if you were a drink, what drink would you be? And what was the, the okay. to give you an idea of what the, the, the answer is, what yeah, was Susie's to, example? To last give week? you an idea, uh, one, of the, one of the previous interviews we've done with uh, an artist called Susie Blue, um, <laughs> and we were saying that I would be like a pint of Guinness. And she said, yeah, like a pint of Guinness because Americans pretend to like you or only take a sip of you and pretend to like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's such a good answer. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? Um. The first thing that comes to my mind is Diet Coke because I drink a lot of Diet Coke. Like We always have full fridge stacked of Diet Coke. Um, not for any particular reason, just because I love it. I think that's <laughs> probably why. <laughs> okay. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and what would you do with it? I think being invisible. I just think that'd be so fun. Like for a lot of reasons. I Yeah, visible. I, I think it'd be really fun to mess with people like the, the, um, <laughs> like my brother and stuff. I just think it'd be really funny to kind of go and freaking like, like throw things off his um, like bed and stuff just to freak him out. All the years he used to meant to me when I was younger. <laughs> of course, of course, without a doubt. Um, if you took, if you were able to go on a date with anybody in the world, living or dead, who would it be? Oh, my boyfriend's gonna come away, but he's gonna he he would be able to answer this for me because he would know. Um, have you ever seen the Vampire Diaries? Well, I've, I've seen it advertised. Like I've not, I haven't watched it back to back. To be fair, yeah, definitely. Um, Damon of Vampire Diaries, like I'm, he's definitely like one of my uh, celebrity crushes now. But 
not the actor, just the actual character okay. from Vampire Diaries, like Demon <laughs> Vampire, would okay. definitely be one I'm going to deal with. Uh, I'm throwing in a wild card here, including uh, in relation to the previous conversation we had before we had you on. Okay. If you made a crisp sandwich, what, <laughs> <laughs> what flavor would the crisp be? And any particular brand? Cheese and onion, Walkers. Yes! Get in! Fucking right! <laughs> yes! What else? What else? I was looking at like 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 boogie bacon. It was a pretty heated discussion in the first half of the recording. <laughs> Oh, that's so Amy, you've made my day, you champion. <laughs> and the final question we're going to ask this evening is if lockdown was to end right now, where would be the first place you'd go and what would you do there? Japan, which probably sounds really weird, but I've been wanting to go to Japan for ages. I mean, my boyfriend were actually supposed to go. We planned to kind of go there this summer, I think, but then we kind of put it off because we weren't sure how everything was going to pan out and it just takes a lot of planning. We were like, we're not going to plan all this if it's going to fall on its face. So we are supposed to be going next year, but if it all ended right now and I could just go, I would go to Japan. Well, I suppose, look, that has come to the natural end. We have kept it here a very long time. Before you go, would okay. you be able to tell anybody who's listening all around the world, where can they find you? Where can they find your music? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram under amy.thompsonmusic. Um, amy is A-I-M-E-E dot Thompson and Thompson's with a P, P-H-O-M, P-S-O-N. Music on Facebook under Amy Thompson Music on YouTube under Amy Thompson. Pretty standard. You can probably find me like as long as you know my name. It's kind of you know Amy Thompson. Then either music or music isn't after it. You know, you just put in music or don't put on music. <laughs> and then on Spotify under Amy on Spotify. Amy. Yeah, Apple Music as well. My singles are both on all the streaming platforms you can find anywhere so as long as you know the name the gray or shiver and then just put in amy after um you should be able to find it on and you listen to your music on really mm-hmm. fantastic and is there anything you're working on at the minute you'd like to plug or tease or i am working on a new song again i'm doing a little bit of production struggling as usual but it wouldn't be a song maybe it's a song if i wasn't struggling i think that's kind of part of the satisfaction when i release it because i know a lot of blood sweat and tears went into it <laughs> i won't say too much but it's about my friend and the situation she had a, with a boy she knows that that is about her so i don't mind telling people that unlike my boyfriend situation with the gray but um it's a song i wrote by my friend and her and the boy that did not treat her great okay. but it's a very feel good song i'm really excited I, I, i'm kind of aiming for summer it's really sick because it's very summery vibes yeah. deadly stuff but that's i'm not promising because i don't know yet and i don't know how long it's going to take me to do <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're looking very much forward to that. Um, Amy, thank you very much for coming on and chatting us this evening, or this well, I this evening, I suppose it is. If anybody wants to go um, that hasn't already went and done the usual liking our um, Instagram page or Facebook page, it is uh, at you ain't heard nothing yet. Of course, go and follow Amy on all her social media platforms and go and listen and stream her stuff. That has been a fantastic interview with the brilliant Amy Thompson, also known as Amy. We have been Jack and Sean, and you've been listening to You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet. <laughs>